2: game I told y'all before it was supposed to the bowl. Nothing but the repeat with Wentz back on the throne. All we do is set trends so you know all we own. Yep, I'm back with the remix is fourth and jump. All birds, all Philly, midnight green. Things changing for the better since we got that ring. Put the league on notice. We're not done. Two zero one nine. we adding another one, yeah. You heard me right. On every Tuesday night, 8-10, to birds of a feather got that flight. Nothing but the hot takes. Back with the Big facts for the fans, by the fans, exactly where we at. Pull up to the tailgate, stop by F1. Baptized by the Pope, bib bass for everyone. Flying in from the West Coast, even overseas. Get blessed by Ginger Jesus, we disciples of the tree. E A C wait, C-H-M-P-S. Don't stress, we on the same conquest. Dominate the division, destroy the NFC, conquer the AFC. Grab that Vince Lombardi, winch to A-J. Climb it up the gut, be grand with the strip sack, this sound Familiar huh? Aggalow on the slot Sprows with the return Mills with the pig six okay so wait it gets worse J train on the run JE hitting from 60 But you see in that D-line that's what you don't wanna see Ercs catching tubs foes on another level The Super Boy the only time you see that Philly special We live from Broad Street Brotherly loves the heartbeat Hungry dogs run faster and we don't eat cheap no one likes us and we don't care Cause we from Philly and we ain't never scared Look up <laughs> But I just got to know one thing.
3: Are you ready?
2: No, I said, are you ready?
1: What's up? From Wildfire Sports Studios for NBC Sports Philadelphia, welcome to a very special Dallas Sucks edition of the 4th and John Show, episode 76. Boys and girls, who said you can't have a little fun during the bye week? Sure, there's no Philadelphia Eagles to watch, but that's okay, because you get the watch... The rest of the NFC East, starting with the Redskins, I'm sorry, still division leading Washington Redskins, even though they have looked absolutely average and unimpressive so far whatsoever. It was only a matter of time before that team crashed back down to earth and against Atlanta Falcons came into the atmosphere for reentry and lost a couple panels in doing so. Ooh, going down three starters on the offensive side of the ball, along with one more out for four weeks with a sprained MCL. Now, look, I'm never going to cheer injury. I'm never going to wish for injury. I'm never going to applaud injury but I find some comfort in knowing that the injury bug is not only biting the Eagles but they're biting the other teams in the NFC East and when I say the injury bug is biting I don't mean nibbling I mean chewing on it like Pete Carroll working on a piece of gum type of stuff right here the Redskins did us a favor by dropping a game. Thank you so much DC we appreciate what you did for us during the bye week And then the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, the Dallas Cowboys. That was a thing of beauty. And before the Eagles or before the Cowboys played the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football in front of a primetime audience in their home stadium, Michael Irvin was up there screaming, yelling, hollering like, like he. Tony Montana did, didn't went head first into a desktop full of booger sugar sweating all over the place. He had this
2: to say Tonight right here in Dallas we see the dawn of a new day <laughs> the beginning of a new age <laughs> and a time where the Cowboys will rightfully regain and take their proper spot among kings Do you hear me? Regain and take their proper
1: Okay. All right, Michael. All right. Settle down before you hurt yourself. Take it easy there, Mike. But despite the fact that the Dallas Cowboys were coming off of a bye, despite the fact that they had two weeks to prepare for the Tennessee Titans, despite the fact that they had a brand new offensive weapon in Amari Cooper, who they traded a first round pick for, and despite the Tennessee Titans trying to give away a game in the first quarter at the end of the day... The Dallas Cowboys absolutely Dak Prescotted that game away, throwing a low-rent and cheap knockoff half-ass Philly special at the end of the game. And then Dak Prescott on fourth down in the red zone, sailing it out of bounds out of the back of the end zone, not even giving his team a fighting chance for a touchdown, let alone a pass interference call or maybe a defensive holding. But the Dallas Cowboys drop. You know who might have had the best week out of all of them? The New York Giants, because they didn't even have to show up. Consider yourself lucky, Giants fans. You didn't lose this week. Feel free on that. But Gail Saunders, Mr. Eagle Sessions on Twitter. No Eagles, but a whole lot of NFC East losing. How are you feeling coming off the bye? Uh,
0: I got a lot of rest. I, I, I got to do things. I was, uh, you know, I had, you know, I had chores to do at home. Got that out of the way. But uh, obviously, got to watch the NFC East. Kind of fall apart right in front of our eyes. I mean, just you talked about uh, the Washington Redskins. I mean, that's a, a nightmare situation—losing like three linemen in one game, yes. and then you know Trent Williams won't be back for another, another three games. Losing your starting wide receiver—I mean, it, it's it's right for the right for the taking. I mean, the NFC East is right now is like Danielson in the in, the, in, the, in his leg sitting there. We are Cobra Kai, and we can sweep the leg. All we gotta do is get a couple wins get that groove back you know get this offense firing we gotta we got ourselves another receiver a playmaker consistent playmaker, in golden Tate. i think you know it, we have the weapons for this uh uh this offensive tack to to take off i i think uh, it, it's ours for the taking and if they had they, they had this buy they had a chance to rest uh, get their minds right uh, i think this is where we go on that run. And I think it's important that uh, we take over the NFC East and become the NFC Beast. Absolutely.
1: And you know what? It, it, it's finally nice to have some meaningful football against the Dallas Cowboys at home at Lincoln Financial Field. It almost feels like an eternity since we played these guys and meant it. Because back in 2007, we played them at the link. Remember that game? God, it was cold. But the Eagles had already locked up home field advantage. They had already locked up a first-round bye. It was over, Johnny. They threw out Nick Foles for like a series, and then it was the Nate Sudfeld show. I left at halftime. Nobody cared. It was too cold. I just wanted to get into some warmth. In the, uh, the last game in the 2016 season, Eagles had already clinched. You know what I mean? Like, like they had already uh, rather missed the playoffs. So, it wasn't an important game. Not since the 2015 season. Week 2 against the Dallas Cowboys at the link, Cowboys 20, Eagles 10, was the last time we played any sort of meaningful football against this hated division rival. Also, that was the fix-it video game. Just to, just to go as far back as how long it's been since we've had a meaningful home game against the Dallas Cowboys, we're talking
0: Fix-It video style. It's been a while, man. It's def- definitely been a while since we've, uh, you know, we the what was that, uh, mid-season last year we, we, we curb stomped him. That was yeah. a beautiful game. Yeah. Like, that was the Ajayi game. He, he broke out, had that long touchdown run. I mean, not the touchdown run, but... uh. Who else? Alshon Jeffrey had a had a great game. So many players had a great game that game. But uh, you know, time to take them down, man. We got to take them down again. We're at home. Like this is it. It's Dallas week. I mean, the tailgate is going to be popping first and foremost. Mm -hmm. This, This could be one of the biggest tailgates of the season. Are you excited about this?
1: Oh, I am I am absolutely excited about it, and I've got a couple a couple surprises. Yeah, there are some surprises. There are some that you know about the surprise, but surprises, I'm, I'm not going to let the cat out of the bag. One, because legally I signed the waiver that's or non-disclosure agreement, so we can't yes, say you what. The, yes, I did. <laughs> but also, two, there is a second surprise that we sealed the deal on today. I could tell you right now if I wanted to, but I'd rather see the look on your faces. As the second surprise rolls in. But trust me, besides the home opener, this is the one tailgate that you are absolutely, positively not going to want to miss in parking oh, no, lot Kate. F1. Gates should open up. Like, festivities really get started at around 2 o'clock. Let's just put it that way. Enough, not,
0: enough time to drink and get a little liddy. A
3: little litty. His lid.
1: So. Speaking about the NFC East, right? Because now, as I previously mentioned on last week's show, whatever happened with the Philadelphia Eagles going four and four, as good as they've looked, as bad as they've looked, as ugly as they've looked at time, doesn't mean a god darn bit of difference at this point right now. It's all about the back eight, mm-hmm. and the back eight has five games against the NFC East two games against the NFC. So I pulled up the remaining schedule to kind of get a feel for like okay, cuz we got to win this division. If we win the division, we're going to the playoffs. And right now the way the Eagles are playing and the, re- the way the rest of the NFC looks, they're going to have to win the division. Yeah. I don't think there's a wild card to be had here for the Philadelphia Eagles. So you got to stomp out the other two teams. We're going to exclude the New York Giants cuz let's face it, the only thing that they're fighting for right now is the top overall pick. So they can just we can just exclude them the Eagles' remaining schedule, at home against Dallas, away against New Orleans, man, did you see that game against the Rams? Holy
0: crap. Just as good mm. as advertised. Mm-hmm. Saints man. pulling out all stops. And, and they're playing Ooh. defense. I mean, watching the Saints play a little defense was uh, pretty interesting. And, and, and shutting down a, a, a high-power a high Rams offense. Making, Not easy
1: to do. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we're uh, home. Against the New York Giants. Okay. Home against the Washington Redskins, the NFC East leading by one game, Mm -hmm. Washington Redskins. At Dallas, at the Rams, uh, home against Houston, and at Washington. So we still got to play the Dallas Cowboys twice and the Washington Redskins twice, both home and away. The Redskins... They're at Tampa Bay next week. Fitzmagic, you know, let's see if anything gets rolling there. Versus Houston. Houston's at 6-3. and three. That's a tough Got game. Got a new yeah.
0: receiver, too. Demarius Thomas over yes, there now, sir. too.
1: At Dallas. At Philadelphia. Versus the New York Giants. At Jacksonville. We'll see what happens over there. At Tennessee, who beat both the Eagles and the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And then mm. versus Philadelphia to wrap up the season. Boy, that's going to be an interesting game at the end of the season there.
3: It's that's what yeah. it's going to come down to. Dude, that might be for all the marbles. Mm-hmm. Could be.
1: I know for the last two years we've kind of been like, eh, whatever, about the last game of the season. Might be a fourth and John Road trip to see our boys clinch the division and, and out they, there. And
0: they still won't sell out that stadium.
1: And they still won't.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yo, the, yo, those fans are terrible.
0: I was looking at the NFC East schedule, uh, the record right now. Um, NFC East is 13-19. and 19. That's bad. Yeah. NFC least. N F C least right now. I mean we gotta we gotta pick it up and that's where we kick in those Eagle wins.
1: And then the Cowboys schedule, uh, kinda hard at Philadelphia, at Atlanta
3: mm.
1: versus Washington, <laughs> versus New Orleans, Woo-hoo! versus Philadelphia. Jeez, that's
0: a tough stretch to that, get that's,
1: that's a that's a that's, a, that's a, an absolute buzzsaw. That's a meat grinder of a schedule. I mean,
0: especially with the way that Dak Prescott is playing, yeah, I mean he, he he's, he's looked rough the last couple of games. The past couple games, if
3: he throws over two hundred yards, it's a great game for him. I know, right? That's impressive. I mean,
1: at Indianapolis versus Tampa Bay, at New York Giants. So what I what I did is is there's good news and there's bad news. Okay,
3: give us the good news.
1: Because uh, well, the good news is last year, coming off the bye, remember what the Eagles did to the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas. 37 to 9. Yeah. So open I mean, open. you give Doug Peterson and this coaching staff 2 weeks to prepare for the Dallas Cowboys, it almost seems like they become absolutely transparent. And they're not hard to figure out. I said last week the Eagles fans aren't stupid. The things that they've been shouting out in the media and on Twitter and talking about on sports talk radio, granted there's some dumb takes out there, but the Eagles fans are smart. They 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 know how it gets down. And the, uh, so that's the good news, that the Eagles beat the Cowboys coming off of a bye in Dallas last week. So I'm feeling pretty good about the matchup. Hey, Dallas. As much as we just went through the schedule and a lot of it looks tough for the other two teams, the winning percentage of the opponents against the Eagles, 0. .58, 58% winning percentage. Against the Redskins, 43%. Against the Cowboys, 48%. So, although we're sitting here like the NFC East is ripe for the taking and we have the ability to make our move right now in the back eight of the schedule, out of those three teams in the NFC East, Eagles got the hardest. Eagles, it's not an easy schedule as much as we make it out to be. So, Gail, let me ask you, how do you see this matchup between the Eagles and the Cowboys working out?
0: I mean... Again, like total, NFL is all about matchups. And this this week is another solid matchup for the Eagles. I mean, the Cowboys like to run the ball. They're the fourth in, in the league in rushing, 136.4 yards a game, 29th in pass yards at uh, 183 yards a game passing. So obviously, yeah. you know, the Eagles right now, were second against the run. Um, so they're playing right to our strengths. You, you load the box up, box up against uh, the run game. Enforced the Dak passing attack to try and beat you. I know we have some we have some guys missing, some of the, some of the guys in the secondary that are out, but I, I think it falls right into our wheelhouse. And this is the kind of game that you got, you got to take advantage of. It's it's right there. This is not Aaron Rodgers. This is not even this isn't even a Marcus Mariota. Like Dak is playing uh, below basic level QB play right now. I, I mean he's you know. It's, Completing sixty-two percent of his passes, he, he, this this guy is, you know, this is this is the kind of quarterback we want to see coming off a bye right now, so we can just tee off on Dak Prescott. Well, you
1: know, in a lot of respects, he almost seems like NFC Blake Bortles, oh, and 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 the man. Eagles just had a great defensive game plan against the Jaguars in London two weeks ago. I mean, you you saw it. I was talking about how the Eagles fans were smart, get the blitz going. They blitzed Blake Bortles like uh, more than Jim Schwartz's blitzed in his, his entire tenure see that. with the Philadelphia Eagles. The corners were playing up press, and there should be absolutely, positively no difference in the game plan playing the Jaguars, playing the Cowboys, as you were playing the Jaguars. Because, look, Dak Prescott is going to get his rushing yards, all right? He did the last time the Eagles played them in Dallas. I think he broke off something like between 50 and 70 yards rushing. He's going to get his little chunk, first downs, running the ball. But you want to shut down the run, stack eight in the box, bring down Malcolm Jenkins, whether it's on a run blitz, a pass blitz, or just stuff in the run, you might be getting Timmy Jernigan back. Mm. Good news, folks. You might be getting Timmy Jernigan back, who's a big deal, Right, So you plug him up in the middle, have those corners uh, playing up against the receivers, pressing the receivers. You want Dak Prescott to beat you because you know damn right and well he cannot. He can't. And you want to jam those receivers so Dak can't go. Dak's a good initial read guy. Like if the read is open and he's there— He will inaccurately but effectively (laughs) deliver the ball to get it done. That's why you're not seeing Dak Prescott going for over 300 yards per game. He will ineffectively or or effectively but inaccurately deliver the ball. You take away his
0: first read and it's a, it's a wrap.
1: Yeah, you take away the first read, you get some people in your face, all of a sudden you see exactly what happened against the Tennessee Titans on Monday Night Football happen in this game. Where they're trying to win the game, but they just, they just can't. Dak's not that guy who's going to extend the play to the point where he's going to throw receivers open.
0: Yeah. Uh, one of the interesting things watching the Titans-Cowboys game last night is the look on the faces of the Cowboy fans, whether it be the Cowboy fans or even their owner. There was a, almost a sense of realization. That's what you're seeing, realization in the, the, the faces of uh, their fans like, man, this guy can't get it done. Uh, you know he might be able to throw you a nice little out route, but he's throwing his double coverage. He's he's just forcing forcing throws. I think it's 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 and if they if they stick with Dak Prescott, they have got to be the dumbest franchise <laughs> in the NFL right now. Like if if Jerry Jones if he Jerry li- did come out and say he it. lives yeah, to it, J- know did. it's Jerry crazy. Did. I hope he lives to a hundred and five because <laughs> uh, you know he's just going to steer this thing down into the ground, but. If they stick with Dak Prescott, you got to be kidding me.
1: Well, that that's what you want. Remember a couple weeks ago when the Cowboys beat the Jaguars and Conor McGregor was there and everybody was celebrating doing the little Conor McGregor walk and red-headed clappity-clapper was going. The clapper, clap on, clap off. You want those kind of wins for the Cowboys. You want that occasionally because that makes Jerry Jones believe in Jason Garrett and Dak Prescott, knowing f- the rest of us know it, mm-hmm. for some reason they don't. That these two morons are not going to get the job done.
3: Maybe that's where the, their fans get it from, like the delusion of, of like they have one good game, and all the cockroach fans come out of the woodwork all of a sudden. I think I think maybe like it's it's passed down from Jerry Jones and and company.
0: I mean, they, 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 there was a stat they looked at the, the last sixteen starts of EJ Manuel. Versus Dak Prescott. Versus yeah. Dak Prescott. E.J. Yeah. Manuel had better numbers. Yeah. And, and uh, ironically
3: enough, I saw that same exact stat with Carson Wentz versus Aaron Rodgers. Dude. Do you see yeah. that? Carson Wentz,
0: 4,268 4, yards. Aaron Rodgers, 4,517 yards. How about touchdown Yard, Yards per attempt, 7.8 for Wentz, 7.3 for Rodgers. Touchdowns, 41 for Wentz, 35 for Rodgers. Both had seven interceptions. QB rating. Who do you think had the best QB rating?
3: I'm going to say our man. Yeah. Number 100, 7.5.
0: Really? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, 99.3. Elite. Okay, elite well, numbers. Well,
1: you know what? Let's let, let's let's rest on that. You know, let's not get too excited in the numbers because that's the trap the Cowboys fans get into. They get they get too impressed with the numbers and the comparisons and stuff like that. What? But I was I was reading a, an interesting article uh, from our boy ESP right over there at ninety four WIP, and he put out there that this is the opportunity for the Eagles to take advantage in the red zone. Because if you look at it, the Eagles are running more plays for more total yards, for more yards per drive than in 2017. The red zone is the issue. Getting it into the end zone, when it, in between the 20s, they're fine. Yeah. Getting it, punching it in for the score is where the issues are. In 2018, the Eagles are 54% scoring in the red zone, uh, 10% lower than 2017. That's a big percentage point. Mm. And when you take into account their, you know, their points per game, where the Eagles last year were up around you know, like 28 points per game, right now they're 22.2. I mean, there you can see kind of the differential. It's
0: the, the Frank, Frank Reich differential.
1: Absolutely. Well, you know. Maybe. Maybe. But think, this, is, think, this is the opportunity. Yeah. If, if, if you look at what the Tennessee Titans were able to do, they were four for five in the red zone with four touchdowns, one missed field goal. They would have been for five for five, at least coming away with some form of points in the red zone had it not been for that missed field goal. So I feel like this is the opportunity for the Eagles not only to move the ball and take the leads, league's best time of possession team, keeping Dak Prescott, Zeke, and all, Amari Cooper, all of them on the sidelines, but also get, like finishing the job. And you almost feel like if they were finishing the job, the Eagles wouldn't be going into the bye, or rather coming out of the bye, four and four. They'd be coming out of the bye like six and two, and we would be talking about the Eagles holding on to the division and putting another peg in, uh, instead of trying to play catch up to the Redskins.
3: I agree with you. I agree. This is the uh this is the point in the season I think. This could be the pinnacle game where the Eagles stomp out and just start to gain a lot of ground on the rest of the NFC East. With and and it's ironic enough that it, uh, that it ended up happening in the Eagles bye week where a lot of things happened just in the Eagles direction. Uh we don't like we said earlier, we don't want to um, wish injury upon anybody, but the fact that the Washington Redskins are losing three starters on offense is huge. Possibly four. Th- th- possibly four. And th- this is the team that we think that going down the line, when we look at the, the back end of the schedule, it's going to be between us and them for for the division. And the way that the Cowboys are looking, they, they, we said since the beginning of the year that they're going to be a bottom five team. They've performed better than we thought, but they're still they're still far, far leagues away from being a playoff team. So this could be the week where we really start to make some ground and yeah. just establish ourselves as the NFC
0: East champs again. I mean, the Cowboys, they, they have played decent on defense. Uh, DeMarcus yeah. Lawrence has still been a threat. On, yeah, on the but edge. their offense is one-dimensional. Exactly. So, I mean, if, as long as you keep that defense up there on the field all game, I, I, you know, that's, that's where you win because mm-hmm. uh, uh, that passing attack. I, it's almost just like the Jaguars game. You were forcing Blake Bortles to try and beat you new new game new uh, same kind of scenario you're forcing Dak Prescott to beat you in there mm-hmm. and it's, it's not going to happen. Absolutely- do you, who do, who do you think is better at throwing the ball? Just strictly from throwing the ball,
3: Bortles or Dak Prescott? I would have, have to give so? Dak Prescott. Prescott's better. Dak Prescott. Yeah.
1: But but not I mean we're not talking about a wide margin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wide margin here. We're talking about NFC Blake Bortles. That, you know, the Eagles have the opportunity not only to go above five hundred, not only to impress the nation on Sunday Night Football in mm-hmm. front, and a primetime audience.
3: We're going to have it two weeks in a row,
1: right? I believe so. Are we? Are we going to have primetime games two weeks in a row?
3: Then the next no, one get no, 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 Next uh, week, i the...
1: flexed flex to a 4 o'clock game. 4 yeah. o'clock. So not only do we have the ability to go uh, or, or the opportunity to go above five hundred. Mm-hmm. Not only do we have the opportunity to catch up ground on the Redskins and support, and assuming maybe they lose, you know, now all of a sudden you've got your even record with those guys, mm-hmm. but you have the opportunity to put the nail in the coffin of the Cowboys' season. Mm. Like this isn't just like a rivalry thing. This isn't just the <laughs> Eagles trying to get back to form thing. You are trying to take a four-team division. Giants are already out of it, and then you stiff arm and push the cowboys underneath the water to the point where they're drowning. Because look, they're three and five right now. They lose to the Eagles, they're three and six. Mm-hmm. Three and six. That means they would have to win out, just to be 10 and six and sniff the playoffs. We all know in this room that ain't happening. So essentially, you beat the Cowboys. Especially
3: with the schedule that they got coming especially up. Especially
1: with the meat grinder in the middle part of that back eight, man, that's tough.
0: You know what's What's also crazy at the pace that they're on, and they keep on losing games. You know what the price they the price they're paying for Amari Cooper would be oh a top
1: God. ten
0: pick. Wow! Are you, are you kidding me, bro? You're going to pay a, a top ten pick for Amari Cooper, and you still have to pay the man. <laughs> Meanwhile, we're still
1: waiting for our new addition, our new little toy, Golden Tate. Oh. That was, I can't wait to see him. Gail, you and I were talking before the show about you know like, are you excited for the impact of Golden Tate? And I told him like, look, I don't really know what to expect here because this is not like a receiverless offense that's now getting a bona fide number one. I mean, the Eagles' offense is predicated on spreading the ball around to yeah. six. Or seven, eight, nine, ten different receivers. I mean, like, like the I think the highest they've had in the last two years is ten different receivers okay. that they've thrown the yeah. ball to: tight ends, wide receivers, running backs. All right. So this is adding like a number one receiver to a team that already has a number one receiver and a pretty damn good number two receiver. So where exactly does he fit in? In fact, Nelson Aguilar had a little bit to say about the addition of Golden Tate, considering the fact. That he's like, is he coming to take my position? Is he coming to take my, like, am I doing something wrong? Why did they go out and trade Golden Tate? But he had this to say about it.
2: Just like we all do, you know. You look at it, Alshon plays the X, but there's a lot of plays Alshon's inside also. That's what we want to do. We want to carry versatile receivers. I think that that's the best way to do it because it's about matchups, it's about routes, and it's about putting people in different conceptual places. You have concepts, and you move your guys around in the concept. You know, you have them at three, you put them at two, you put them at one. It doesn't matter. You know, the days of just playing outside is kind of dead. Like. You want to be versatile. You look at the New England Patriots, you look at teams that are really good thematically, they move their guys around. And that's what we want to
1: be. Take a minute. I tweeted this, but I want everybody to do it in case you didn't see the tweet. Take a minute to think about where that guy was mentally just a few years ago. Timidly talking about talking to reporters with his head down, talking about how he's in his own head. Two years later, He's confidently articulating why the addition of Golden Tate isn't a distraction for him, but rather a benefit for the entire team, and how versatility plays a factor in that offense, dude. Nelson Aguilar, he's grown a lot. He's grown a lot, but now this addition of Golden Tate, now this offense grows along with
0: it. Uh, I, I mean, he's saying the right things. I mean, as, as you a, think that's it? You think I, that's I, just I, it? As a competitor you- in his head, he's like, bruh. <laughs> Bruh, I mean the heat has been turned up Because there's a possibility If Golden Tate balls out of control he, he Golden Tate could take over Things that Nelson Ogler does in the slot Outside, jet sweeps You name it uh, You know, the writing could be on the wall Depending on how good he plays But I, I think uh, mental, uh, men, Mentality wise I, I love the way he answered that question Like, you know Last time you you know he was in a situation he had his head down like he was he had to take a week off, um so I mean he's growing as a player and I, I think if you know his his competitive nature is where we think it is then this will step his game up, you know because he like I, a couple weeks ago I was talking about you know Alshon Jeffrey playmaker Zach Ertz, playmaker, Carson Wentz's ability to trust a third. Play A uh, consistent playmaker wasn't there. So you, you always saw Carson Wentz trying to eye-bang. Uh, Zach Hurts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Now you have a consistent player who gets yacked. So, you know, you, you have the screens. You have a guy who, you know, when plays break down. You could use them all sorts of ways. It's it's a godsend. And, and you know how the Eagles are. They're meticulous about who they bring in. So they yes. there's a certain skill set that they saw on Golden Tate that they really loved. And that they were willing to pay the price of a third-round pick for it. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, they have a plan in place, and they see where he's going to fit in to this this offense. Mm -hmm.
1: Not only meticulous in the way that the player plays on the field, but meticulous in the way he's going to gel with that locker room.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Remember, there's probably a good reason, although we all grit our teeth to it, why Josh Gordon went to New England for a fifth. Probably wasn't a great fit for the locker room, especially with him already being reportedly tardy and and, and getting punished on that Mm -hmm. end. Where was Golden Tate on the bye week? Anybody know where Golden Tate was on the bye week?
0: In that playbook.
1: No. He was in the playbook of God. He
0: was in church <laughs> no, with his teammates. He, 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 he missed church. He missed church? His family, his, his, his wife and child went to church with the Wests. Okay. <laughs> uh, but he, he said he had to skip because he had to learn the playbook.
1: Hallelujah. Well, you know, you know what? It's the best of both worlds. <laughs> You covering near your end in the good book, right? You got your family covering that end on the good book and you got your nose in the playbook.
3: You sure you sure he was there cuz I saw a video of him at a uh, ski lodge just could have been from a year ago.
0: Imagine if Josh Man's got hands. That's ma- all I got to say. Imagine if they brought Josh Gordon and they brought him to the church. Josh Gordon I don't think with I would be buying it. Like yeah. is that the purple drink over there? Like, no, no, that's not that's the wine.
1: When when they're walking around with that little smoke thing on the chain, he's like, "Yo, let me hit that." As he walks, up, as he walks by the pew, come on, chief, I love it. Let's take a look at the play- NFC playoff picture because again, the whole theme of this show is the rest of the NFC East. Like you said, Gail, set the table for the Eagles' second half run. Losing the way their records are, the way they performed, the Eagles coming off of a big win in London, rested up, now ready to take on that NFC East. First overall seed, as it stands right now, is the Rams at eight and one. Saints number two seed at seven and one. I think it's pretty clear that those teams are going to be locking it up for the first round buys. The one and two seed Rams probably taking you know, as long as they don't hit any bumps in the road. Now, granted, they lost to the Saints, but probably lock it, locking up home field advantage throughout. Bears would be the third seed at five and three. Bears. Didn't see that one coming at the yeah, beginning of the season. I did not. It's
3: amazing what a Khalil
0: Mack trade will do for you. He, bet. he switched
3: the whole team around, man.
0: He's hurt he's hurt now, but uh also, and Mitch is, shout out to Matt Nagy too.
3: Yeah. And Mitch Trubisky's taking another step too. He he reminds me I, I'm I don't want to catch any flack for this, so before I say it, but he spreads the ball around in the same way that uh that the Eagles offense does and Carson does in this offense. Well, a, lot, you, a lot of receivers get a lot of work in the Bears' offense. You know what the big difference maker was, right? Trey Burton. Yeah.
1: You got the guy that throws the Philly special on your team. Mint, you're guaranteed you're again. at least going to the playoffs the next year, right? He's been
3: good for them as well.
1: He has been good for them. Number four seed by proxy at 5-3 and three would be the NFC East leading, for now, Washington Redskins. Panthers, the fifth seed at 6-2. and two. Another another big win by them,
0: right? Yeah, I, you know, I still lose sleep about that. that. Man, I'm telling you, man. Like, they had the Panthers locked up, dude. Yeah. It still bothers me, bro. It's one of those things that we're
1: going to look at at the end of the year as either we're going to completely forget about it, because let's face it, we weren't catching up to the Saints or the Rams anyway. So that all having to do in the seating and the playoffs, whatever. But if that interferes whatsoever with the Eagles winning the division as far as record goes, mm. we're going to look back at those games and be stewing upon that mm. the entire offseason. Eagles got to get it done. Sixth seed right now would be uh, another team that the Eagles lost to, and that's uh, Kirk Cousins and the Vikings at 5-3-1. and one. Then when you look at 7-10, through 10, not a whole lot differentiating themselves right now. Everybody is 4-4 four and four except for the Packers. Falcons at 4-4 four and four. beat them. Seahawks four and four, Eagles at the ninth seed outside looking in four and four, and the Packers at the ten at three four and one. When the Packers played the Rams, honestly, it was rooting for the Rams. Didn't want to see it, you know what I mean? Because that has to do a lot with the playoff seeding. So the way everything is going right now, Eagles one game at a time, focus on winning one game at a time. But you got to win this division. You got to host a home playoff game. Because that's where you make the noise. The table's been set for you. Table set. All you got to do is go out there and execute. Play the football that we know you're capable of playing. That we've seen you play at. The Calvary is on its way. Timmy Jernigan, coming back. All right? You just got Golden Tate. Mac Hollins, coming back. Lane Johnson, going to be coming back some point. Going to be coming back. Guys are hopefully rested, guys
3: are health, hopefully healthy, ready to go. Matt Collins has a lot of work to make up for him to be the uh, breakout player this that <laughs> year. That's hilarious.
0: Uh, Darren Sproles, coming back. Coming back. Put some respect on the guy's name, all right?
3: Well, well He
0: has to earn it. Yeah, He has to earn respect it. Respect his hamstring, okay?
1: <laughs> I love it. Hey, let's take you uh, four downs with Hollywood Hearn. A little bit of a new segment. Now we
3: take you four downs with Hollywood Hearn. Yes, how's it going, boys? we got ourselves a new segment here. Yes. See, I, li-
1: I like the new draws, man. I like the, I'm, I'm, I'm in a football
3: mood listening to this right me, now. Let me bring you to... Uh... First down. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, first things first, Alex Smith had himself a nice run against the Falcons. However, it was ended by getting jacked up right on the sideline. Uh, one thing that surprised me after seeing the hit, no flag. Are the, is the NFL and the officials easing up on the penalties, does it seem, to you guys at all?
0: I, th- I think they, they, they peeled back a little bit, uh, I think, uh, with all the flack they got during the uh, off season, mm-hmm. But I think it's it started to train the players in a way to, uh, you, know, att- you know, the point of attack has changed for some of these players. Mm-hmm. Just by, you know, getting flagged so much over the, over the offseason. But, boy, did he get lit up, and, boy, did I enjoy every minute of oh, it. Oh, yeah. It, lo- it almost looked like that deer in headlights look. <laughs> like,
1: he was surprised he had even gotten that far. And all he had to do was step out of bounds. we're yeah. Yeah. slide. But, but, if, but it, like, he got to a certain point where he saw the guy was coming, and he just had the blue screen of death, Windows 95 <laughs> style, and just froze and got lit up by it. Look, it was a, it was a clean hit. Yep. It's, a, it's incumbent upon the quarterback to give himself up. You stay in bounds. You don't give yourself up. You're gonna get. You're gonna get shoulder. And it was a clean shoulder to shoulder hit. I, for one, am very thankful that at least the helmet, the helmet stuff that we were absolutely spazzing out about in the uh, in the preseason mm-hmm. is not happening. Yeah, look at that. Look at yeah, that right there.
0: I'm not the, I'm crazy dude that just saves hits on his phone. I like just to watch him later. But that's Alex Smith Smith getting lit up. Uh, that's the thing yeah he just
1: he didn't know what he was Crunched doing at that him. point Crunched him Crunched them. I'm very happy that the uh, the flags uh, for the helmet to helmet have been have kind of subsided since the preseason I think they gave the referees kind of the autonomy to do, to work on intent like did he intend to hurt the players right but uh, some of these quarterback sacks that are that are roughing the passer still pissing me off a little bit There was one
0: last night in the uh, yeah. Cowboys game
1: yeah week go ahead.
3: righty. Second down. So, uh, in the Cowboys game versus the Titans, Kevin Byard did something that I absolutely loved. First, he intercepted Dak Prescott, which was phenomenal. (laughs) But, to top it off, he did the Mm T.O., run to the Dallas Star, and put his arms up. So, what what was your guys' thoughts on that? Oh, that was tasty.
0: Um, I mean, just because it's Dallas, I I totally respect the, uh, the shade. I mean, I'm all for that whenever it's against Dallas. If it was anywhere else, I'd be like, eh. You know, T.O. was a one-time thing. It was really a, a great moment, but, you know, just as long as it's Dallas, I'm okay with it.
1: Listen, the uh, T.O. The thing, think about the stark contrast of the reaction of the Cowboys players, right, when that happened. When Terrell Owens did it, the Cowboys still had Emmitt Smith. They still had real leaders in the locker room. So when T.O. – Went there and did the star, like some guy came over and whacked him.
0: Roy Williams.
1: Roy, was it Roy? White? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Went over and whacked him, and then the Dallas. Uh, then when Emmett Smith sc- scored, yeah. he brought the ball all the way to the star and slammed it there. You know, what I mean, then then I think T.O. went back for a second, held yeah, things he on the star, <laughs> <laughs> and th- and that wasn't going to fly. Nah. When you saw the Tennessee Titans player do it, not only did he get away with presenting himself and doing the TO like looking up at the sky but then he did some sort of weird Irish jig and him and his teammates were all surrounded the star there was like 7 of them there and only one Cowboys player came up to not stop the stop the celebration Not to lay a hit on the dude, but rather gently push everybody out of the way as if a six-year-old on the playground protecting his sandcastle, like, you're not allowed to be in my fort trying to push these players around.
0: I think it was Byron Jones.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, one Cowboys player was like, hey, guys, no. (laughs) Don't do that. Hey, stop it. One Cowboys player. Where's the leadership on your team? Where's the attitude? Hey, Dallas. Hey, Dallas. Where's the leadership? Where's the leadership? You try doing that thing on the on the Eagles logo. Try it. Watch Jason Peters Jason absolutely Peters. come and spear you.
0: Bodyguard.
2: Third down.
3: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, speaking of celebrations, there was there was another one that was brought out of the vault this past weekend. Uh, Michael Thomas went off for two hundred and eleven receiving yards, which was just monstrous to add to his uh, season so far. But he he hid. Two cell phones, uh, one under East goalpost, so he could do the infamous Joe Horn cell phone call. What was your What was your guys' thoughts on that? And what was your favorite TD celebration you've seen so far this year? Um, Any
0: team. First of all, it was a G move to put two phone two phones in different places. He didn't know which end zone he was going to score in. And he said he, said he got it at some like little uh, bootleg shop. Uh, <laughs> Before the game Yeah
3: like three dollars A piece or something But it
0: was funny to see That Troy Aikman Was so offended Like he was so offended That a, a player Of Michael Thomas uh, Michael Thomas's Caliber Was doing such Such a thing As celebrating A touchdown But uh, I, he was paying uh, homage to Joe Horn Man um, I could dig it And then Joe Horn Actually went out And bought his jersey After that So you know he, You know He created that synergy You know, you know I, d- I didn't
3: like it I didn't, I didn't, I Tell didn't, us why. You didn't, I didn't I, like it. I, hold what? Come on. Do you not I, like, you not like, like touchdown celebrations with props? Is hold that on,
1: what on, it is? On. Time out. I didn't, I didn't like it one bit. Actually, for multiple reasons. Okay. Reason number one being, when Joe Horn did it, I mean, you were so uh, surprised that Troy Aikman was offended. Go back and watch when Joe Horn did it. And I'm not talking about the highlights. I'm talking about the in-game commentary. The commentators were disgusted by it. Like, that, that sort of thing back then, mm-hmm. I didn't like it back then, I don't like it now, but back then, they were like, this is ridiculous, you should never do that, you, this is low class, this is low brow, so on and so forth. So from Troy Aikman's point of view, for not liking it, I don't blame him whatsoever. It's the same reaction that all the, the rest of the nation had when Joe Horn did it. Secondly... I loved it. The NFL <laughs> lets you get away I with see. pretty much a lot nowadays, right? Mm-hmm. Think about it like two... What was it? Two years ago, where you weren't allowed, you had to, like, shake hands. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? You had to place the ball in the hands of the referee. You couldn't do anything. Now they allow group celebrations. Pre-rehearsed group celebrations. You can be on the ground. Think about the group celebrations, how far they've come in the last two years where the league is going, go ahead, go nuts. Why do you got to take it to a se- Why do you now need props? You can't celebrate without a friggin' pro- Don't you think that's a
0: little excessive, You though? need habitual line steppers. And I feel like <laughs> it's a reason. perfect moment. Third reason. We wouldn't be talking about Joe Horn right now. Third if reason. If he didn't do this move years later. Third reason. Third Third reason.
1: Third reason. Third down. Third reason I don't like it. Listen, you want to pull that kind of maneuver (laughs) against a team in the fourth quarter that you're up two scores on and the game is pretty much in hand. You want to do that kind of thing and you're you're willing to pay the fine because you know there's going to be a fine attached to it. It's not my place to tell you how to spend your money. You go ahead and you do it. But keep in mind, the Rams were still in that game. The Rams had the ability of a couple things broke right to come back and win that game. So you are now getting flagged 15 yards on a kickoff in a game against the only team that's ahead of you in the standings and you're trying to play for home field advantage throughout, you're trying to go toe-to-toe with the number one team in the NFC, the game is not in hand. Let me tell you, we would be having a completely different conversation if that kickoff got moved back 15 yards, the Saints boot it, and all of a sudden the Rams take it to the house. We're having a completely different conversation. So, listen, you want to do it when you're up on some rum, crumb, bag of, garbage team that doesn't make a difference, that's fine. You're playing the number one seed, the Rams. You have to win this game. You're in your own building. It's a tight game late in the fourth quarter, and you're going to, like... Gravitas in front of everybody? Yeah,
0: bruh. bro. bro. No, newsflash. No, like, no. Hey, Yo, newsflash.
1: You got to draw a line in the season. Michael same Thomas
0: somewhere. has arrived. He arrived earlier last sure, year. He's, he, arrived. he's arrived. but the, the, the dude had 12 receptions, 211 yards.
1: But we're having a different conversation. <laughs> and a if, and a a touchdown. Pen- if that penalty, if they return that kick for a touchdown, we're having a completely different conversation. Right? Are we not? This, are is we this is the
0: NFL. This is the No Fun League.
1: No Fun They just allowed the group I had a lot of fun watching it, guys. Getting back to the other part of your question, group celebrations that I've liked so far, yes. I haven't liked any of them because a couple of them have been complete ripoffs you, of the Philadelphia You didn't like Eagles. the
0: choreography by what the Seattle? Seahawks? Seahawks? The yeah. Seahawks. What'd weekend. they do? Go, yeah. They had a nice Go little ditty. What'd they do? do? It's all over <laughs> the interwebs. What, what'd they do? All, all the kids they are do, talking they, about they, it. They did like a uh, boy band, like, you know. Yeah,
3: it was, it was just like a choreography. It was well
0: choreographed. The timing was money. Yeah. I had a lot of fun watching it. Big fan of boy bands, are you? No, but I'm saying <laughs> the choreography.
1: What is this, a J-Lo video? Nice. Come on, man. Yo, there's been- You know what, though? Oh. What they,
0: what they could have <laughs> added in there was five cell phones.
1: F- Why?
3: Why?
0: Because that's the in thing to do now.
1: No, it shouldn't be. The <laughs> end thing. It's, exciting. It's, it's, it's like it's stupid. You want to pay the fine, you go ahead and Michael pay it.
0: Michael Thomas, money. you're a boss, bro. Keep Michael, doing My, what you Michael do. Michael
1: Thomas, you're too smart of a player to be costing your team 15 yards so in the fourth offended. quarter. I'm not offended. It's just dumb. You're offended. I'm not offended. I'm not offended. I can hear it's your voice. Dumb. I, it's
0: the dumb. Yeah. The octave is going up. The octave is going up? You're offended. You can't handle the truth.
1: All right. What do we got fourth down? Fourth down. I spent way too much so, time
3: on that one. I think I know who he was on the phone with because he got off the plane earlier today and he was meeting with the Saints. One Mr. Des Bryant tried out with the Saints today. He left without a contract. I'm sorry to build that up. But do you think he plays – do you think Des Bryant has played his last down of football? If He, he should have signed with
1: somebody earlier. He should, he should have found a way to get – Do you it.
3: think he, A, plays later this season with a desperate team that's looking to sign a wide receiver or, yes. B, gets signed uh, next year?
1: I think, he, I think he signs on with a team that's desperate to either make that last playoff push or a team that's in the playoffs that just wants to get the roster right get before they go into the postseason. Yeah, get some depth going into the postseason. If he does not play, I, I said this in my Des pitch like weeks ago, if he doesn't play a down of football this year, it's a wrap for him because nobody wants him right now. Injuries happen, nobody wants him. He goes into the Browns. They're releasing wide receivers left and right. He goes to the Browns. Nothing happened. Turned down a contract with the Baltimore Ravens, now is, now is uh, visiting the Saints. Yep. If he doesn't play football this year, the game has already passed you by. Yeah. That's how fast this thing goes. Yeah.
0: The game is already gone. But the, the Saints also worked out um, um, Brandon Marshall as well. And Kamar Aiken. Kamara Aiken, yeah. yeah. Really.
3: Do, do you think that the Saints try and pull an Eagles move and sign a uh, a former player to get inside that Probably. Yeah. He could,
0: Maybe would you know, be a bad move. Pick, pick the brain. But I think Des Bryant, he, he does get on the team, maybe during the playoffs.
1: All right. Dallas week, guys. Yeah, Renewed rivalry. We get to finally put the nail in the coffin of the Cowboys season. And all those Cowboys fans that were chirping one and done, or you're a Fugazi champion, or you got lucky, just know that your team will once again be at the bottom of the NFC East, hanging out with the Giants while the Eagles go ahead and make the postseason. Big shout-out to Bud Light. They're our beer sponsor for the 4th and John tailgates. Big surprises. You are not going to want to miss this one. Festivities kick off at 2 o'clock in parking lot F1. Do not miss it.
2: E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles! football we're talking eagles football you're listening to fourth and john wait what the is a john anyway you stink to america's team and everybody who loves america's team you stink let me just get that out the way you stink and since they pride themselves on being america's team with the largest fan base anywhere Worth five billion dollars, and everywhere you go, you just can't get enough of your Dallas Cowboys. Let's be very, very clear: you stink. Hey Dallas! you stink.